Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah. And Wednesday. And today, we are discussing normal porn for normal people. So, normal porn for normal people is a slightly different kind of pasta that we're looking at today. Uh, It's one that is genuinely about the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, In it, a forum user uh, receives a strange email linking him to a site called normalpornfornormalpeople.com, which claims to be a resource for the eradication of abnormal sexuality. Um, The site contains extremely strange and disturbing content, and after the discovery of a video in which a woman is mauled by a severely abused chimpanzee, the site is shut down by presumably the FBI, and the mystery of its purpose remains unsolved. So what do we think of this one? Um, like, a lot of things. I have a lot of, like, notes. This one, I was surprised rereading it how short it is. It really yeah. gets in, gets out. Yeah, like, a lot of things are, like, salient word. It does that. Like, we'll read ones or have read ones in whatever order this ends up being in. And, like, that <laughs> feel, like, in my memory are shorter than they actually were. But this was, like, yeah, just gets in. That's what it needs to do. It's efficient. Yeah. Do you want, like, history about it? Because I looked it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, we can we can start with, like, a little history. Like, history of... Because I know that there was, like, a fan-made website associated with it at a certain point. I have a little bit about that. It's It, it was originally... Like, because we've been talking about it here and there. Uh, the Goat Man is, like, a story that belonged on Xboard, right? Yeah. Well, this one was originally posted to DeviantArt. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was the original one. Right? And, like, DeviantArt hosted, like, a a lot of, like, horror and, like, other kind of, like, pornographic content, right? (laughs) Yeah, before the crackdowns. Yeah. And, like, much of the internet now doesn't really support, like, people who write anything, you know? But, like, the story still managed to get, like, passed around. Yeah, it was- it was- very much like an authentically shared thing and like you mentioned a fan site um i have here that the domain was um made february 19th 2012 and like okay i remember there was like a i'm not it might have been a different fan site with a similar structured url to make it look like it was part of the actual thing and not this one, but it might have been this one. There was a really brief time it had a forum you could sign in for, but I couldn't find that, like, anywhere in anyone's, like, retellings of it. But I saw that huh. with my eyes. Like, I went to the site, that the fan site, and it was like, please sign in. I remember there being, like, going to the site, like, a long time ago, and sort of, like, tooling around on there. But I don't really remember anything that was on there. Like, I don't think it actually had videos. Mm. It was just a bunch of, like, blogs almost. Like, mini yeah. blurbs by the by the doctor. Like, like it had gone through, like, several phases. And there was, like, a phase where it had videos. A phase where there was a forum. And then it was just, like, a webpage. And then it became full of viruses. And now it redirects to a YouTube channel. But you can find, like, people taking tours of the original, like, uploaded fan site on YouTube still. There'd be, like, normal porn for normal people website tours, part 19 or whatever, (laughs) that you can go watch. Yeah, so, like, these tours act as, like, an archival thing, and, like, a part of this, like, it has something to do with, like, the author's original intention of the story, but a part Mm -hmm. of it is also, like, this lost media in, like, a broad sense of, like, things vanishing offline that you can almost yeah. kind of remember. Yeah, it, it kind of lends to the illusion. Which, like, the way that the story is told is, it feels very probable. Which is not yeah. something that you often hear about a pasta. Like, there's, okay, there's, I never says outright dark web. It's just the dark belly of the internet, and that could be, like, anywhere in the surface web so it has like the dark web is hard to access even though people make it like spooky and scary <laughs> and stuff and this spawned a lot of like 
dark web creepypastas for sure, but yeah. it's also, like, the general, like, I was just online and I found this, and not necessarily hard. Yeah, there's no fanfare to it. Yeah. It's just saying, like, hey, like, one day I got access to a weird site and it was full of fucked up videos. Did me and a bunch of people on 4chan watched them. Mm-hmm. The way the website is um, formatted reminded me a lot of um, Dolphin Dreams or something. I always forget what it's called. I always have to write it down. Goodbye to the Dolphin Dreams. And, like, websites like this are, like, formatted like that. We have to do, like, a bunch of, like, hyperlink chasing. But, mm-hmm. like, that sticks in my mind is, like, like the quintessential, like, weird internet click through that also contains like shocking content what what is goodbye to the dolphin dream i don't know that it's like a hyperlink story that you go like click through and like get pages but it's about you like killing a cartoon girl basically (laughs) and you would have clicked on when the site was up but you would like click on like different things she said it would take you to a new white page with like blue text and you would click it again and like she'd explode in blood and junk. <laughs> so, so it's kinda goofy. Yeah, yeah. It's not like terribly scary, but it's like the idea there are like websites that exist like this, right? And they're not scary, they're just weird. But this like amplifies that by having like this real world violence in it. Yeah. Yeah, because like if if not for useless.avi, this would just be like a like a collection of weird art videos. Yeah. And it's like that one that sends it over and beyond like other things that like do exist that people have like looked at. Yeah. <laughs> I know you and I both have you probably more than I almost definitely have have kind of a <laughs> history as like people who've been on the internet for a very long time. Uh, with fucked up videos on the internet. Yeah, this kind of thing is, like, my genre of horror, I guess, if you can, like, <laughs> say that, like, online. And, like, the thing that's scary here is, like, not, like, yeah, the violence is scary. Seeing a fucked up thing is scary because you're, like, getting yourself fucked up. And, like, I have some things to say on that, but, like, someone else is using the internet in ways that you can't even fathom right now. Yeah. And, like, the horror comes from, like this tool being used in this way and like your thought process being altered by someone else's uses yeah and 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 it's also not just like the internet being used in that way but also like the fact that you're sort of like being exposed to a totally alien worldview because like the site is and and the story is called normal porn for normal people and 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 there's references to like the idea of abnormal sexuality, right? If you didn't see this and weren't told, like, this is, like, fetish material, would you connect those things in your brain, but now you are? Now you're, like, trying to, like, process what someone might get off on this for. Yeah. And and this was from, sort of, the era when that sort of content, mm-hmm. like, exploded in yeah. sort of the internet pop cultural consciousness like the understanding of other people are looking at weird porn on the internet and like not just like not just stuff that like you would consider like oh kinky like like dangerous like ooh scandalizing but like, like porn you can fathom if, unless you've yeah. like seen stuff like things you wouldn't even think of like <laughs> being sexual being like yeah like a gusso milk is on the internet now yeah like, that exists because someone wanted it to, because they thought that was sexy. And they had money to make it. Yay. <laughs> Which, like, is, like, the core of the story, basically. Like, who made this? Like, why? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, a person made this and, like, had the ability to get a bunch of people for interviews and to get them to film themselves and be filmed degrading themselves. And, like, we don't get any information, really, about the content of the interview. So, like, we like we don't really know, like, if this was, like, a specific project that this yeah. person was trying to do. Or, like, what other than, like, personal information necessarily about these people. There are other things, like, similar to it. But, like, with the deep web creepypasta genre or whatever, 
And, like, they often, like, will go over the top where it's, like, you'll find a USB drive and now you're cursed and now (laughs) all this thing is happening. But, like, that's not what's happening here, even though that's, like, the bones, like, the groundwork for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's understated. Yeah. Even though the OP isn't, like, I've been cursed for a thousand years or whatever... (laughs) <laughs> the way he descri- the way whoever describes their interactions with the video is less like revulsion and horror and more like a fever, a drive as it goes, right? It's like it gets more like intense within the story, like, oh this dropped and now I was like looking all over the place. Oh this dropped and like I was spending all this time in the forums. Like you get like the sense that this has expanded over this person's life more yeah. than like that's healthy yeah like because it's not necessarily like a horror story it is a mystery story yeah. and the the narrator is the investigator it's a mystery that's never going to be solved yeah. which is the thing that makes it horrifying yeah and like some of the horror is that besides like the obvious stuff like what if you were in this situation what if you were like the object of these tapes or who could this possibly be and stuff like that it's like that this could lodge itself in your mind and never have like a resolve so you're always thinking about this yeah one of the things that it reminds me of is internet story that that video by the uh the guy who did crow 64 yeah like this this sort of idea of there are mysteries in the world and particularly on the internet that you are never going to have definitive answers to and you can kind of make guesses but there are things and there are people out there whose thought process is totally alien and and normal porn for normal people is fundamentally like a story about alienation yeah oh that's good it's good like and to that like that kind of like online history with this sort of thing it's like this is really reminiscent of like red room urban legend right and like the blank room soup thing or i or even like i feel fantastic right and like even though we know some stuff about like those latter things it's still like this like point online that you know of that's like a whole like where'd this come from and then like you move on yeah just like this oddity that someone felt compelled to make for some reason people's reaction to that too right creepy pastas especially when they're posted on like spaces where you're supposed to like pretend that it's real like people genuinely often like i would like to say genuinely yeah like often didn't know if this was real or not real because there were like yeah. fan sites and like people looking at videos and stuff and like the uncertainty of it is, like, like a missing link between, like, reaction to horror now, like, horror content, and, like, when the story was posted, I think. Yeah. And and, and it does help that, in, in a way, normal porn is kind of a relic of its time mm-hmm. because the internet was so decentralized at that mm-hmm. point. Now... You, we, we were talking about this the other night. You can't go out and find these fucked up videos just, like, floating around the way that you used to be able to. Like, you could just, like, see... Like, yeah, you can't spread them like you do. Yeah, because platforms are curated in the ways that they are. Like, people don't have personal websites like they yeah. used to. yeah. If they do have personal websites, they are probably hosted by, you know, one of like, like a, a big thing, yeah, yeah, like a Squarespace or something. Or if like they, or if they have websites, they're like heritage that they've like carried through the the wreckage of Newnet somehow. <laughs> yeah, and and that's only like a small handful. Like yeah. forum culture is like yeah evaporated and especially like wild west something awful style forum culture is dead and like even if you're running like a gore blog on one of these like uh (laughs) centralized social medias it's not like that's like socially acceptable anymore 
it's much easier to get your shit sort of taken down and yanked out from under you these days. We're losing so much art, guys. <laughs> I, I mean, not all of it's good art. Not all of it's <laughs> art that good. needs to exist. I was improving of it. I just... <laughs> it's a mutual <laughs> statement. We're just losing stuff. <laughs> you mourning the loss of... of... <laughs> gore bots and like mr hands videos back in my day <laughs> it's like something to consider is like what should be archived and what's okay just being lost is that like can a person decide something like that i guess probably yeah i mean like not 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 to get into something that is i, I guess kind of tangentially related but like this is a this is a conversation that people are having in fan spaces like mm-hmm. surrounding the the sort of conflicts around like archive of our own yeah. right like because part of the problem with the fact that our archive of our own does not necessarily have standards and practices for mm-hmm. what you can post on there they don't like you can post anything that you want yeah which means that it has become a hub for people posting very graphic, written, usually not visuals, but, like, very graphic, pedophilic content. Yeah. And stuff like that. Which is, like, not great. No. Like, discussion of, like, moderation in that space is like, oh, you want to burn the internet down, you bastard. Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, you want to take away these spaces for fans to have free speech but it's like i don't know that we have to have free speech at the cost of like allowing pedophiles to exchange material with each other yeah. you know <laughs> yeah like because that's that that's the purpose of people posting these things on the internet yeah one one part is exhibitionism right mm-hmm, like they want to show this off they get like a thrill from it yes. the other part is wanting to exchange material with other people who like specific niche content. And, like, create that network. It's more... Yeah. The site functions, like, more like a social network than an archive thing, and that's, like, the major problem, is, like, acting like people are, like, lying about the networking nature of it. Like, no one is. <laughs> it It is a network, and it provides a space for, like for economies to develop, right? Yeah. M- maybe not economies in the traditional sense, because, like, Archive of Our Own bans uh, uh, linking of, of direct, like, financial uh, compensation to your work for legal reasons, but it's still, like, social capital. It also feels like the thing that makes it most obviously a social networking thing is, like, the barring of that, because if it wasn't, no one would care. <laughs> like, I, it feels hard to, ex- like, if it was a legitimate archival fandom thing, you would want archivalists to be recognized and not the kind of, like, moderate power that doesn't go into moderation, but making sure people aren't recognized. That's more of, like, and, like, how you get recognized is through clout like numbers that's like that social media that's a that's a social website yeah and like even archives themselves don't necessarily preserve everything yeah right it's like it's like i'm i'm thinking of um what's that one piece where it's it's the guy uh dropping like a like an old chinese vase Oh, and it's it's this sort of statement about oh, the fact oh, yeah, that like yeah, these yeah. things were essentially like the the mass produced yeah, junk of furniture the of their time. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can. I can. I can picture him. I am rotating him. Him in my mind. His <laughs> name escapes me. I'm gonna. You can like add his name in somehow. I know who you. Mean. You know the piece got, I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy gets arrested all the time for being anti-state and stuff. Okay, so the piece is Dropping a Han Dynasty Urn by Ai Weiwei. Yeah, like, he, he breaks, like, this, um, vase, and it was just what makes that, like, precious now when it was just, like, junk is, like, 
sentiment is like nationalistic fever yeah and it's always important to remember like the priorities of the people managing any archival project whether it's private or it's governmental like who and what is valued by this institution you know what kind of knowledge is is um favored what kind of knowledge is taboo i think too is like the rewriting of how things were before the switch in the internet like people used to have like websites dedicated for a specific thing and not like a mass amount of like Mm -hmm. different fandoms and different topics and stuff and like expecting everyone to like navigate each other's subcultural like this and that's and like that this is like the last platform we ever need to do this is really disingenuous and and obviously archive of our own isn't the most like fucking important thing (laughs) in the world like on the internet it's just something that i think we see as symptomatic of of these larger trends socially on the internet in my notes i have here two times monkey and ape stuff is the worst vile creatures (laughs) and also chimpanzee (laughs) attack (laughs) were there any significant chimpanzee attacks around that time that might have like inspired the author do you think oh i didn't look that up i wonder (laughs) like i maybe i can think of some famous ones chimp attacks are are relatively common but yeah like there's some famous ones i can like rattle off the top of my head like that one where like she raised it like a baby and like it ate her friend's face (laughs) yeah it's just, it's just nasty. Like, I think monkeys are really scary. I think apes are scary. I don't want to look at them. Neanderthal instinct. <laughs> I feel like a chimpanzee could do this to a person. So it makes a story scary. I mean, they can. Yeah. Like, this, this is... Nothing in the story has been fabricated from into fiction. <laughs> One of the things about that, so, like, when, when I had to, when, when I was looking for it, when I was trying to read it, um, I, I, there, like, a version of it has been posted on, like, the Creepypasta Wiki, mm-hmm. which hosts a lot of stuff, but when I, I went on there, I saw a thing right at the top that said that, um, because of these sort of, like, standards of Wikia, like, the domain, mm-hmm. they had to edit out references to animal abuse content. Which is, like, yeah. Internet's very different than it used to be. Yeah, like, the entire, entire, like, thing is about, like, extreme sexual violence. And, like, the only thing overtly being abused by the animal is, like, you being told directly that the animal is being abused. Like, it's not graphic. Yeah, that that the animal looks like it has been abused. But then you don't have to necessarily censor anything about the fact that it, like, mauls this naked woman to death. Yeah, so this naked woman being mauled to death is fine by drawing the line (laughs) vague references to animal abuse. And that's also, like, as, as an archival reader, technically speaking, of this material, it's like, oh... This is a different story than the one that people originally would have been able to read. So, like, it's it seems silly to say this word in the context of this thing, but, like, censorship, in a way? Like, this affects how people read the story and relate to it. Yeah, and again, this is being caused by web monopolies and certain governing bodies and Apple and other tech companies asserting their own reactionary conservative standards around depictions of sex and violence. They are imposing their own standards onto internet archivalism. It would be easy to take sort of the perspective that, like, normal porn is just sort of like this gore shock horror Mm -hmm. thing... But I, like, like I do feel like e- even though there are elements of that, like, strong elements of that, that it kind of goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just about the sort of, like, shock gore stuff. It is, it is about 
online communities. It's about the way that the internet facilitates the spread of material like this. Like, the person gets it in, like, a chain letter, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, and they proceed to spread the story within their, like, community. And, like, so many people get exposed to the videos in their attempt to, like, solve it. Yeah. So it's, like, it's a much more, like, subtle version of a lot of stories that are out there. Like, you read the creepy email, or you get told a creepy story, and you have to pass it, or you get cursed or died, right? Or whatever. <laughs> but it's just, like, this person gets sent this email, and they do the story, and now we're seeing the story, or now we're talking about the story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of about the cyclical nature of the internet in that way, right? Yeah. Even before sort of this, like, intense corporatization of the internet that we've seen in, like, the sort of 2.0 era... Mm-hmm. The internet exists to spread information. The concept of something being viral before viral was a concept. There was, like, this understanding of, like, what that meant when people started, like, trying to, like, come up with a term. And I don't know if 2012 is when people were using it. They, they definitely were, because okay. I, I remember stuff like people talking about, like, um, you know, double rainbow all the way. That was, like, Oh, 20. that's true. 2011, I think. So, like, this goes viral in, like, our real life, but, like, the concept of, like, the story going viral for OP, like, what that means for it and it being about, like, like the pornography of this story. Yeah. Also, I have here listed, like, the disappearing of, like, internet horror and stuff like that. I was going through, like, a list to see if I could find, um pictures of like the fan website before it got taken down and like if you go through those lists like most of that stuff is just gone yeah it's there's no incentive to preserve things right yeah. and 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 that's also like whose interests does it serve to yeah. preserve certain things and it's like interesting to think about like how the stuff that's, like, gone or really hard to find created some sort of, like, a fiber of, like, internet culture, like, especially like, internet horror culture. And, mm-hmm. like, the absence of being able to find those, like, pre-whatever-now sources, like, how does that impact writing? How does that impact, like, our ability to look at stuff through, like, how it got created? and Yeah. And, and, like, how it changes people's perspectives on the process of creating work online, right? Because, like, part of, you know, what we've also been talking about with this project is, like, we, we, like, like we mentioned, this was on DeviantArt. It wasn't, like, a no-sleep or anything, or, or, or even on export or anything when it got dropped. It was, like, DA, and then, like, because of how it's, like, formatted... It fit really neatly into posting it on, like, 4chan stuff. Because it's, like, gross. It's, like, like oh, you can believe this <laughs> website exists and now it's gone. And, like, the way it ends up, the way it's, like, mellow and just, like, easily postable really appeals to the demographic at the time it was being posted. So it got shared a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, there's no melodrama to it as well. Yeah, it's, like, no one's gonna rag on you. <laughs> And anyone can be like, yeah, I, I wrote this. This mimics my voice or whatever. I also, I, I kind of wanted to talk about something that I was I was thinking about while reading normal porn this time around is kind of the perspective it seems to take on sex and sexuality mm-hmm. and the concept of, like, deviant sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's this, this relationship, even outside of, like, the snuff stuff, the videos that are, that the author identifies as being, like, in some way, like, pornographic in nature mm-hmm. uh, are, are ones that they identify as essentially being ones about secondhand discomfort yeah like, the discomfort of the viewer yeah. they are being made 
very clearly in a way to make you watching it uncomfortable. And that is the goal of the person who is creating the thing, right? Which is also the goal of the person writing the story, is to also get that voyeuristic discomfort from you, the reader. Yeah, that's, yeah. The idea of, like, the second-hand viewing of the story. In that kind of, like, segment of, like, the story, I also would all, to point, like, the story is older, right? Well, older within, like, the context of the internet or whatever. <laughs> but, like, yeah. the use of, like, the word rape to describe, like, an action that is not a sexual violence is prominent in the story. And also, fat phobia as a part of, like, that sexual deviancy is a fundamental yeah. part of the story. Because, like, he thought that mine was pretty funny, even though the story was, ma- even though, like, watching these weird porn things were making him uncomfortable. Like, he didn't want to, like, <laughs> stop gaining some sort of, like, enjoyment from it. Like, he was enjoying watching these people, like, suffer, basically, for his entertainment until it became, yeah. like, until he saw a woman get mauled by a chimpanzee, and then it was all big deal. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it becomes real and not just sort of like like a voyeurism yeah right like it's it's the moment when it sort of pushes it from the point of like oh i'm i'm viewing a piece of sort of like creepy content that is like weird it like 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 it's similar to like i feel fantastic right like people got really really into that because it's like weird but like what if one of the videos some like someone had been dead Right? Just, like, out of fucking nowhere. It wouldn't be funny anymore. A, a very similar kind of phenomenon around, like, there's an Amy doll. I think it's Amy. I don't know Sonic the Hedgehog characters. It might not be Sonic. It might be a Lola thing. There's <laughs> a furry thing where someone used a real skeleton for the armature of this doll. It gets shared around as, like, haha, furries. But, like, there's, like, a real-ass human skeleton in there. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. We are having some technical problems. We should be good to go now. Okay, what were we talking about before uh, all that shit? Um, I was talking about how there's, like, a furry, um, love sex doll with a human skeleton <laughs> in it, and then our internet, my internet stopped working as divine punishment (laughs) you were being censored that was the government i think the government didn't want me to know that there's a (sighs) Uh, you don't have to say it i can say it again it's like i think it's a sally from sonic the hedgehog but it might be lola bunny it's some furry woman who is also (laughs) uh, a jointed skeleton inside a plush thing that was a viral image at one time, and I don't remember how that tied into normal porn for normal people. I might have just been saying words. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we we were talking about viral, like, sexuality on the internet and, like, the sort of voyeurism. Oh, like, right. Like, it's entertainment until you see, like, a violence. But, like, where does the line draw from that? Because violence isn't always, like, a a woman gets torn apart by a chimpanzee. Sometimes it's seeing, it's knowing that someone's skeleton is inside a furry doll. (laughs) Or, like, the conversation that we've had pretty recently around, like, family vlogs. Yeah. Family vlogs only become a problem to the majority of people, it seems like, when there is demonstrable, what we would consider, like, visible evidence of child abuse, when, like, you could very easily contend, and I would myself. I I also would agree, yeah. uh, Like, say that it is inherently bad for a child to be put in that scenario at all. Yeah. It's inherently child abuse, yeah. Like, people watch these things and aren't processing what they're watching, and it's sort of like, to go back to the fact that this is, like, about pornography, how much porn is, like, someone being exploited and you never knowing it, even when it looks, like, consensual or even vanilla or whatever? Even though normal porn as a story is very extreme, 
there is a serious problem in the mainstream porn industry with violence and sex trafficking and abuse that is being filmed and distributed for money. Yeah, and, like, how much can people really consent under, like, economic duress is a topic, too. Like, I don't want to, like, sound, like, anti-sex work, because I'm not anti-sex work, (laughs) but, like, that's, like, a legitimate thing to think about when we're mass watching these and such a like a huge quantity of viewership online it's the same fundamental argument as like the sort of marxist argument for like you you are not working consensually you are working yes. yeah. under duress it, it's the same fundamental argument and i think about that about all things so it's not like <laughs> i'm i'm like picking this out because of sex or anything yeah but there is also like acts of violence to people which is like i get all labor is a violence but like there's like a separate like if i'm hitting you with a hammer it's not the same (laughs) thing as like someone using your body to gain money yeah yeah like the sort of distance of it a lot of the time but then like there are also working conditions even outside of of sex work that do have that level of abuse yeah like i think like the restaurant industry is a good one to bring up when people are like that because like the level of injury you get in something like that yeah and the expectation of like chronic overwork yeah and like keeping your body especially if you have like certain types of bodies and identify in certain types of ways or even not like the idea that you also have to be sexualized in a restaurant industry because that like (laughs) does some sort of appeal to the business is really weird like it's all different kinds of exploitation yeah but like we, we also just culturally consider sexual exploitation to be, like, a separate and usually worse kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want to say, like, yes, definitively it is different and worse, but, like, I also... That, that is a personal feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be able to argue that necessarily. It's just, like, that is a feeling that I have, uh, partially because I live in this culture where that is a, 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 a deeply entrenched concept. Like, it's hard to, like, even come up with, like, a, well, if you weren't, because you are, and it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so who cares if you weren't, you know? Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But, like, tying it back to, like, the story is, like, even if people made, like, an exploitive porn, it wouldn't be passed around with such intense virality. It wouldn't be passed around, like, yeah. millions of people seeing it instantly. It'd be, like, five people with 20 bucks. At least these days. Yeah, these days, yeah. Standard, quote-unquote, normal, quote-unquote, porn mm-hmm. kind of can't go viral anymore because of the sort of ubiquity of it now. Like, yeah. you used to have pre-internet mimetic porn, right? Like, the Debbie Does Dallas, right? Yeah. Like, that, that was a cultural meme for a very long time. Like, to the point that, like, me, I'm 25, and I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, also, I suppose, having this in, like, the post, revisiting this sort of thing, and the post, like, OnlyFans. Yeah. And, like, not that OnlyFans does anything extreme or anything. I see more extreme stuff just posted raw on Tumblr. But, <laughs> um... God bless our troops. <laughs> Okay, you can cut this out. I'm just talking, but... Or not. You can leave it in. Whatever you decide to do in the future. I saw someone doing, like, sexualized blood work the other day, and they weren't getting paid very much. Like, girl, you're bleeding out of the bathtub. You shouldn't be asking for, like, extra donations. That should be, like, covering your living expenses. That's just me, I guess. Personally, I think if you're going to be doing that, you should, like, get paid more. Yeah. Like, people don't often have a say in the pay they take, but, like, sometimes you're just there and you're not doing what's best for you. Like, if you're doing the extreme work, you can go someplace that pays you well. You shouldn't get attached to the guy who's doing it. Anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, porn for normal people? <laughs> you coming out of the, the fugue of... of- 
<laughs> Blood play person. <sighs> In our pop culture, that kind of like chat room requesting that intersects with this kind of horror is like some freak with a lot of money being like, hey, chew on ice cubes. Hey, put nails in places. Hey, do, this ho- <laughs> do increasingly horrific things to your body and this other person does it for money. Like the throw through of like culture and how, even though that's our like overall sentiment, it has little to do with how we interact with like the actual interfaces between person to person porn. So I think that's really interesting when you compare it to um, in de- industry porn. I say something's online and like, like, okay, like, like how many people would have seen what OP sees without like forums and internet investigators and all that kind of stuff? Like, yeah, like, and no, there's like no concern to like the people in the video being victims and like trying to find out who they are. Yeah, it's just like like the anonymity of the internet. It's just like, oh, that's a thing that sucks. And and you see that about like a lot of the classic sort of extreme videos. People try in the story to find the location, but they can't and they spend more time doing that and have more speculation doing that than like the woman who gets mauled is where I want to go with that. <laughs> old like shitty internet videos like evil videos yeah on the internet where people like died right the, like people don't talk about the fact that like that per- was a real person with like a like a name and a family like they don't people pass around gore videos like nobody's business and no one like there's a really popular one that was really recently i think that's like the last recent popular thing that went around like, you might have heard about it. It was, like, um, two kids in the woods killing, like, a man with a hammer. No, I don't know about that. Oh, well, now you do. That was... <laughs> when you said two kids in the woods, I thought you were going to talk about the, the Slenderman oh, stabbing. The stabbing. And I was like, oh my god. Like, was no. there a video? Oh my god. You would have known about it if there was a video, Jonah. No, it was just, like, just two kids killing a man in the woods that got, like, popular it was a gif spread around and like you don't know anyone's names in that it's just like yeah bodies and people passing it around for cool points yeah and 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 that's the thing like there's this sort of like recent trend of like oh i'm an i'm an internet investigator and i'm looking into these like creepy obscure stories but like they're kind of not they're just sort of like digging it back up again and explaining what happened to people to engage in further voyeurism. They're, like, creating this persona, they're, like, sanitizing the persona of being this kind of person that OP is in the story, but now, like, adding, like, fake credibility to it by being, like, I am an internet investigator, I am an armchair (laughs) detective, I am true crime professional, when, like, (laughs) there's nothing about it that adds any like care to these bodies to like the thing that happened no one's adding like sensitivity or like nuance to it it's just like hey this is a fucked up thing aren't we getting attention for it are we getting the clicks the likes for (laughs) this family murder like yeah. Okay. And, and it is the thing that is driving like the modern uh like true crime boom, right? Is is the voyeurism. Yeah, I want the work to show when the wine crime thing first started, I was like, <laughs> We need to start killing people. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and then it kept happening. I want I was on the ground floor wanting these women to stop. So that's my stance on it. <laughs> I was not really present for the start because like I don't particularly care for true crime stuff. Like I didn't mm. grow up watching those kinds of shows. Like yeah. I, I I was always a fiction person. Like I like learning about r- real life stuff. Like I was interested in cults in middle school mm-hmm. and early high school and stuff like that. But like I thought a good middle schooler is. I didn't have like a true crime 
phase. Like, I didn't have a thing that set me up to be into mm-hmm. that kind of true crime stuff. So, like, the fact that it suddenly exploded in the way that it did, and everyone is suddenly obsessed with it's true like, crime. You, like, turned around, and you were like... But, yeah, people who would have called you all kinds of slurs and stuff if you were into true crime as a child. People who did call me slurs, if, if like, because I was interested in weird yeah. shit as a child, are now making true crime podcasts. They're making fat bank on calling who that's not theirs. <laughs> Apologize to the goths now. <laughs> all of you, okay, okay, listen. If you... Okay, if you are, are are some bitch on YouTube, right, who does your nails and your makeup and, and, and whatnot, what you talk about triple homicides, you should die. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, you should be arrested. Before, like, like, before you die, you should empty your bank account into my <laughs> PayPal and then die. Like, you should, you should donate all the money that you made on YouTube and, and, and on your stupid Patreon to, like the the surviving family members yeah. of the okay. victims whose stories you exploit for money you fucking pigs right that's like, that's my that's stance a, yeah that's a better stance <laughs> i don't need that money but yeah like <laughs> like it's really unkind it's just i do watch i do listen listen watch whatever true crime stuff but i try to be really selective with it i stick to like ones that are, like, single stories and that are, like, this person who's doing, like, research with it. Yeah. Who, like, is doing, like, careful interviews and is, like, bringing up, like, the cases in, like, an impartial way. Not, like, like, it's hard to be, like, impartial is not the right word, but, like, not sensationalized. Not, not hyped up. Like, they are talking evenly and like letting the survivors letting people in the family whatever the case may be for the thing talk about their experience and share it like Mm -hmm. i try to stick to those rather than the ones that are like uh and upload a minute about this horrific thing it being turned into this multi-million dollar internet industry overnight Normal porn for normal people predicted that. Yeah, it was like, hey, <laughs> normal porn for normal people made this world. <laughs> Wait, Jen, I got a new podcast idea. <laughs> That's gonna be there's 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 gonna be like twenty range touch references that nobody's gonna understand by the time I'm done with this. This podcast, this podcast is for five people. Exclusively, <laughs> but when we get more than five, it starts turning into pure energy. We'll no longer have any waste. <laughs> um, I don't think okay, like we talked about like what these things mean for like our writing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think anything in particular stands out like specifically in the story for me, other than the entire energy of it. Yeah. Like the writing itself is just sort of only barely passable to me. Like it like it feels like like a crack.com filler article. Yeah. You know? it, other than the subject matter that it's covering. It's serviceable. It does what it needs to do, which is like ideal, I guess. Yeah. Like it gets across the ideas that it wants to get across and it and it does so without a bunch of like flourishes and fanfare. Fanfare and bullshit. Yeah. And it's, like, that's really cool to have it just, like, so streamlined and, like, get as much vile across as it does. I think that's kind of inspirational. Just, like, concisely, like, human nastiness <laughs> in, a, in a really digestible way. I kind of wonder if... Because, like, the the story is so real mm-hmm. right like it's like it's probably i mean it's 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 almost certainly inspired by this person's actual encounters with like bad content on the internet i'm like i'm wondering if they are sort of aware of the 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 implications of what they are talking about here with their own voyeurism i think i, I totally agree i saw something a while ago 
a while ago when I was doing research about this, um, I found a thread talking about the author and like, like statements he had, they had said. Oh, like, like an actual, okay. Yeah. I couldn't find it again when I was doing this, but I'll look at, I'll look for it again. I'll slam some keywords in. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can probably link it if we can't, you know. Yeah. I had to save somewhere, but it's not like recently that the story was based on a lot of different websites they had stumbled on. Mm-hmm. And one of them was very similar to normal porn for normal people. It was like for the normalcy of something. And I tried so hard to find it. But I do feel like that this person's being like self-aware that they are creating a story about like voyeurism. That they are sort of participating in the experiment. Yeah, because of like they posted on DeviantArt and if they didn't want it to be a story <laughs> that you like thought about and stuff, they could have chunked it anywhere. Yeah. Not that DeviantArt like makes you have some deep thoughts. <laughs> it's like a bastion of, of critical <laughs> thinking, but like But like it's it's stationary. In 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 twenty twelve they could have easily thrown it up on no sleep. Yeah. But they want it to be stationary, right? And like yeah. people took it and spread it around. They didn't like yeah. they might have seeded it at some places, but like I saw it tons of places. So like <laughs> knowing that people would resonate with a voyeurism feels like something they had a thought think about when structuring the story, because the story can go anywhere online. Yeah. And still be like a resonating story. Thinking about it, like like the narrator is inherently you know participating in this cycle right mm-hmm. because it it's it's not a thing that they just sort of like stumbled upon randomly this was something that was sent to them and that person had to know this person would be investigate further enjoy like the act of looking and like spreading it about regardless of like where their email was derived from like because like even in 2012 like there were ways you know you were subscribed to to enough things in 2012 that would probably have been easy to scrape your email from basically anything yeah like if like we don't oh that's such a good point like we don't know where op is coming from when they say they get this email they could be like subscribed to gore.com to like (laughs) To, like, dismemberedbodies.gov or whatever. (laughs) We don't know this person's history or their intention of sharing this. And we don't know, we don't know how much of a freak they are. Yeah. They're watching this and not blinking an eye is the thing in the story, too, right? They're like, yeah. Like, useless was weird, but they're more concerned with, like, it being taken down than with, like, the horror they've just seen. Yeah, and, and, and they sort of comment about, like, they're like, oh, this is weird and creepy. But it's like, in a way, isn't this also sort of getting them off, too? Like, the act of, of viewing this and writing about it? They're they're not describing these things with horror tones. They're describing these things with, like, like a horniness? <laughs> Without being, like, moist. Like it is, it is, it is horrific, but also exciting. Yeah, know? they're titillated. They are, which is, which is like, fear and arousal tend to have a sort of like, uh, shared connotation. And like sometimes being scared can make you, you know, harder or whatever. <laughs> and I do think like that's an intentional thing in the story. Like, like fear and sexuality are like often linked in people who enjoy certain things like this and it's like it's like taboo is something that like like people are attracted to taboos because they are forbidden and repulsive yeah so you can almost get the idea that op is like this kind of person and we're not told they are and in that way we're participating in their own fetish like we have been made (laughs) the material for them. Yeah, we are now a participant in this person. And, like, there's every possibility. I I, I know this is, like, probably a pretty common theory about the story of normal porn. Like, Mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that this person is just, like, the creator of the videos. Because that's one that I know that I've seen people say, like, 
anecdotally. Like, I haven't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Like, the because co- you get an email, like, that's, like, really cheesy. Like, oh, this person's, like, just selling you this thing. Like, they made it, and now you're gonna look at their nasty website, right? Very common, like, come to my website, spooky, kind of, like, deep <laughs> wet. Because, like, the thing... They... I don't think they make enough, like, references to it being a deep website for it to be a deep website. It sounds very, like, surface web language. But, like, mm-hmm. the way people um, advertise their deep websites is be- being like, this is the baddest, most fucked up site I've ever been to. Click here. And, like, then people <laughs> click there. And, like, in a way, is this not advertisement then? Yeah, it is It is advertising it in the same way. The email that they say that they received is, like, fairly innocuous. It's like, oh, you might find this interesting, wink. And, like, they, ha- they don't have context for it. They think it's just, like, spam. Yeah. But, like, they are doing the work of being, like, oh, like, this was one of the most twisted and fucked up things <sighs> I've ever seen on the internet. And are you curious about it? Like, it's, it's very... Did you ever see that site... We might have talked about this before, like, a long time ago, but did you ever see that site? It's it's one of those, okay, it's it's about reptilians, right? It's about the uh-huh. reptilian theory, but, like, okay, it takes a really, really long, it, it's a massive, massive fucking webpage, but it takes a really, really long time. Like, he buries the lead for paragraphs upon paragraphs, where he's just telling you, like, oh, you know, most people aren't able to handle the truth most people are just cattle like they're they're not willing to accept that and the, and and like priming you for a really long time yeah to, to like if you're like an insecure person you are more likely to sort of like want to buy into the thing that he's saying because i'm i'm not a sheep i'm like it's it's a yeah. similar kind of thing yeah. like, it's, like it's a common sort of priming tactic right and the story primes you to get ready for useless right yeah. And if you are still on board and you're like being hyped up and like, oh, this is nothing. I can handle this. I can handle this. And then you get useless and you're like desensitized because you've been like jostled upward to be there. You are now this website's client. <laughs> you are now a customer. They have made you. Yeah, you are you are now a believer. Yeah. This this is this is a piece of advertisement. This is a piece of evangelism I think- for normal porn oh my god i think we've cracked this open i feel really (laughs) that goes the ties back into like we haven't really um addressed it being sort of like religious e like there's like this vibe about it yeah like 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 the sort of eugenics e as 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 the author sort of mentions in the of of the idea that the site is for quote the eradication of abnormal sexuality which is, like, you know, has connotations, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like, religious dogma, as as well as other reactionary politics, which tend to be tied to conservative Christianity or other fundamentalism. And, like, that's not super addressed beyond that weirdness in the story, but if you think about it in this way, it's like, oh, like, oh, that those pieces fit, like, really neatly. And it is like, hey, why is the chimp painted red? You know? Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Hey. Oh, I I meant like devil red stuff. Yeah. Like like satanic, you know? Yeah. Like like if it's painted bright red. Yeah, no. I was just, like that's unfortunate, like period. Like the the idea of you know. <laughs> that's probably reach like it probably doesn't have anything to do with, with satan or satanism kind of like i i I think you know i think i think that fits into it i'm just thinking like the like the history of apes and like eugenic stuff yeah is sort of like where my brain was going with that like (laughs) there's this really fucked up thing i think it's a story it's probably it's like it's obviously a story it's just really fucked up it's like a it's like about like a eugenics program and an orangutan, and they, like, successfully have, like, a orangutan and human baby in it. I don't know what it's <laughs> called. That fucked me up. So, I don't... <laughs> I, I am not, I'm, I'm not sure at all. Uh, could not necessarily speak to that. 
if you know what I'm talking about, leave a comment somewhere. You have, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a comment on the podcast. Just leave it somewhere. Yeah, just like like message Wednesday. Tell them you could leave a comment on someone's uh, recipe website about it, <laughs> or a random YouTube channel, or a Facebook acquaintance. It doesn't really have to be related to anything. Like, just leave a comment. Make that. an untagged tweet. <laughs> I'll find it. Wednesday will know. <laughs> Trust me. There, there is still sort of questions about like, because it inherently brings up in in the concept in the title like normal porn and therefore like normal sexuality. Yeah, is 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 the concept of the site that like this person's sexuality is what they consider normal, or do they think that their sexuality is abnormal and they are like attempting to cure themselves, like purging it by like putting it out there. Did I mention the Poughkeepsie tapes yet in this conversation? Not this one. Okay. L- re-listening to this made me think about... Okay, first off, there's a movie about normal porn for normal people. It has the same title. I haven't looked at it. I'm not sure if it's... Real? Yeah, like a, it's like a short okay, film. L- let me look this up. Okay. While you look that up, let me drop this Poughkeepsie tapes thing. Rereading this and then taking notes and all that stuff about this made me really realize that I think the Poughkeepsie Tapes is like normal porn for normal people fan fiction movie. When did Poughkeepsie Tapes come out? I, oh, I thought fuck. I would have... I don't know. I don't... My internet's down. <laughs> Try to look it up. Also look that up for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I looked it up real quick. Uh, 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 normal porn for normal people is an appropriated media piece that explores our societal need to consume violence for entertainment. The film offers a satirical commentary on the romanticizing and normalization of violent imagery while observing the link to commercial consumerism that exploits human sexuality while simultaneously demonizing it. Interview segments echo our endless need to devour salacious content by venerating both real and fictional violence. Sexuality and sexual images remain a convenient scapegoat that facilitate a continued avoidance regarding the impact that the glorification of violence has within American culture. Hey, that would be an interesting watch. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what the story's about. No, but no. sure, like, that's interesting. Yeah. Hey, look up when Poughkeepsie Tapes came out. I'm looking it up. 2007. Oh, so this would be, this would be a fan fiction about Poughkeepsie Tapes, then. <laughs> you can definitely imagine they inspired... Like, that, that it took some inspiration from it, or, like, if if the author did, I would not be surprised. Yeah, like, there's just very similar scenes that are in the private clips within the movie, right? Sorry to spoil <laughs> that movie if you haven't seen it. It's old. Go see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that mirror, a lot mirror, like, I'm not sure mirror is the right word, the tape, things that happen in the tapes in this creepypasta... Like, the devil mask, there's, like, the walking backwards and being weird about that, right? I think they're in, like, almost the identical order of when you see them in the movie, too. Huh. So I'm like, oh, hey, this is, like, the Poughkeepsie tapes. (laughs) And then I made note of that to say that, and now I'm saying it now. I I think it's very funny of us to be, like some of the small handful of, like, Poughkeepsie Tapes apologists on the planet. <laughs> I Everyone hates that movie. <laughs> I am a Poughkeepsie Tape truther. I'm a Poughkeepsie Tape understander. <laughs> I think it's a really good movie. Like, okay, I think it's a good movie. I think, no, okay. I think it's a movie... It is good at what it wants to be. It accomplishes the thing that it sets out to accomplish, which is, like, to make you feel like shit. Yeah, and it does that. It's a movie that wants you to be hurt and in pain, and you are hurt and in pain. And, like, what people dislike about it is, what like, it's not being like, yeah, the killer's so smart, he outsmarted the police. It's that the scale of which someone can infiltrate a space due to, like, social gaps. To bring it back around to the to the uh, episode topic, I guess. Like, <laughs> in, in a similar way, like, that is also, in, in, a, in a more covert way, 
that is kind of also what normal porn is about. Yeah. Right? Like, like it is about a person or a group of people who are able to sort of seamlessly fit into this, this... Normal society, quote, quote. Or, or, or like into this forum culture that mm, they are participating mm, mm. in that rewards, you know, oh, bringing yeah. dead meat, you know? Yeah, like, you get social status for it. You're, like, you are now, yeah. like, buzzing. You're, like, the it girl of your gore forum. <laughs> and, and, and creating this community, this, this, like, anonymous community where you are still, like... Like, you, you you gain some kind of power through anonymity and through, you know, mutual exposure to violence. Yeah. Yeah. The woman in the video is still dead. Like, there's a thing that happens that's very bad. The only thing that they're focused on is, like, the loss of having this in their possession. Yeah. Like, she, she is very literally objectified. Yeah. Which is also, like, I don't want to say that this is what Poughkeepsie Tapes is about, but it's, it's like, it can't be a really a coincidence the way that the, the horror community, especially, like, the indie horror filmmaker community, is exactly like this, where it's just, yeah. like, full of the most, like, nasty, violent, exploitative yeah. people, particularly, like, men who exploit, yeah. like, actresses who work with them, and underage fans. Yeah. I will stand I will stand here on the soapbox we are creating with our words and say that's what the movie is about and that's why people that's why a, a <laughs> majority it was like a, like a strong foundation or whatever a group a big group of people don't like it because they see something about themselves in it and they reject it outright it's not just like uh like how many movies out there are movies that side with the killer that people, like, are so hard over. They've never said a negative <laughs> thing about life. But this movie is like, oh, it's trash? It's trash. Do you, like, maybe see yourself in this man who <laughs> effortlessly fits in with the film crew, who is clearly, like, a horror artist, a horror director, and, like, is using his power, he's using his, like, access and his charisma to hurt people? Like... Are we, like, looking at a mirror, maybe? Like, a little <laughs> reflection? Yeah, okay, you've, you've, you've converted me. I'm willing to say, like, yeah, that's what the KFC case is. Yes! <laughs> Looks like we're gonna wrap it up there for tonight. What do you think of normal porn for normal people? Leave a comment, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a like or review. Share it with your friends. We're a small, independent podcast. We don't advertise, so we need word of mouth to grow. As always, links to the story and our social media will be in the description. On our next episode, we will be reading Dogscape. This has been the Creepy Pasta Book Club. Thank you and good night. <laughs>